0: Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Paddy Mann, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual. And today I'm on my own as Alexis is on the road. And despite best efforts, internet uh, woes have won him over and he, uh, he has failed to connect today. So not a problem. I've got some great content today. We are going to be looking at something which builds on our last few episodes last few episodes we've been talking about how to manage issues in your team or business and the techniques we've covered work for almost every issue that comes up but once every so often you get a bigger issue landing on your plate this is the kind of issue that poses an immediate and significant threat to your business. It can't wait for the next meeting. It needs your attention now. So in this episode, I'm going to be looking at how to respond to these, what we call incidents, how to avoid them becoming a huge stress point for you, your team, and your customers. So to start off, uh, what kind of issues am i actually talking about here um i said it this this doesn't apply to most of the issues most of the issues that you have on a day-to-day basis you can pick up and and manage using the the process that we've we've described where essentially you want to capture it you want to avoid derailing your team uh, and then when you have meetings you can review it as a team um, and and take the next steps but as we said these are the types of issues that can't wait for the next meeting so Some examples, it could be that your website has gone down, and particularly if your website is a big source of your revenue, of your business, that your customers need to see it. Website's gone offline, you can't wait until the next meeting tomorrow, you need to jump on it. Uh, Another example, uh, perhaps a laptop. Might be yours, might be uh, your co-founders or colleagues, it's been stolen, and it's got some client confidential data on it. This is something that you you, know, you need to park all the other goals that you're working on and you know you need to jump on it. A third example I put out there, what about a team member who's posted a offensive social media post and you've just realized that customers have become aware of it? Again, you, this isn't business as usual. You're going to want to jump on this incident. So uh, these are the big ones. These are the ones where um, it can... <laughs> You may be used to fighting kind of small fires in your business. These are the big fires. These are uh, the the ones that can cause immense amounts of stress for you, for your team. And if you don't manage it well, it will cause a lot of pain for your customers as well. Um, now, hopefully, these aren't the ones that come up so often. Well, certainly not as often as your smaller issues. Um, something that I've observed over time over the last 10 years of of running businesses is that they they seem to uh, we we have a phrase in England about a bus doesn't turn up and then suddenly two turn up at once with issues uh with incidents we tend to find that they come in uh, uh don't come for a very long time and actually at this point I don't think we've had one in six months eight months maybe more but when they do come, you, it's so often that we tend to see two or three in a short amount of uh, time, and it can cause real havoc. It can really um, screw up your, your goals that you're trying to achieve in that two-week period or in the quarter. It can cause a lot of stress for the team who get frustrated both at um, the the stress of the incident but the feeling of not making progress because of the, the D-U-L. So... Let's say that one of these incidents has occurred, where do you want to be as a, uh, as a business owner, as a business leader, so that you can respond to it in a way that uh, it won't completely remove the stress, but it minimizes the stress for your team and for yourself. Uh, and it can greatly reduce the impact and potential stress for your, your customers. Well, as you as you would expect, there is a, a fairly standard way that bigger businesses would handle this. Uh, and that even as a small business, you can be putting a, a system, a process in place to make this really easy for you and your team to know exactly what to do every time it happens. So I'm gonna talk you through the high level steps that you would need to go through as part of this process. Uh, and then um, later, we're gonna I'm going to sh- uh, also point you to a resource that we've created, which is a template, which you can then use. So uh, don't worry about memorizing every step. And there's actually a, b- a bit more detail in the, temp- the template that I'll share. But let me give you a high-level overview. So the shit has hit the fan. Uh, everything is going wrong. You've realized your website has gone offline. It's costing you money. What should happen? The first step is to activate the instant response, and that might sound slightly trivial or, well, duh, but actually this is a a really important part to be in the process. It's like, when do you activate it? How bad of an issue does it need to be to derail other priorities and get, get people's attention? Often it won't be you as a leader, as a business owner, who sees that something has gone wrong. So your team needs to know the situation, the the set of um, criteria that are needed in order to activate the process. And the kind of things you're thinking about is, is it gonna have a significant impact on on our business, on perhaps the finances, on our reputation, on uh, our, our ability to hit goals? And is it something, that cannot be managed as business as usual. If it can be managed as business as usual, which is to say, it's not so urgent that it can't wait for the next meeting and be managed in that way, then it doesn't need to be an instant. But with the examples I shared earlier with website being offline or confidential data lost, then it's not going to be able, it's not going to be possible to wait. So you need to activate it. The next thing you're going to want to do in your process is to assemble the team. Um, now the first and most important person is going to be the incident response leader, uh, that would often, uh, if you got a business owner leader or business leader, that may be you. Um, but the team need to know who, who it would normally be. And if that person isn't available, who else to contact? The, biz, the incident response leader will then want to assemble a wider team of people who are going to be able to uh, tackle the incident, and that might include the uh, someone who's going to take responsibility for trying to uh, resolve the incident, and uh, uh, it might uh, include someone who's going to take responsibility for uh, communications, particularly to uh, external parties, including your customers. It could be that the incident response leader takes all of those roles, but... Uh, particularly once you've, you've had an incident response process for a while, it's great to be in a position where uh, many t- team members know exactly what they're doing and can take on those different responsibilities. As you can imagine, it's great to have different people focus on those different parts of the challenge and being able to manage it. And then for one person on top, the incident response leader, to take responsibility and, and manage it. So you've assembled a team, uh, you'll be briefing the team, you'll be letting the rest of the company know what's going on. The next step would be to resolve the incident. Uh, You would want to contain the incident. So essentially look at, can we make it, stop it from getting any worse, diagnose what's gone wrong and fix it. At the same time as all of those three steps, and this is often where it gets tricky, you need to be thinking about communications uh, and particularly again external communications so websites down do you need to put out messages to your to your customers uh some confidential data has been lost do you need to be letting customers know immediately do you have uh bits in your contracts with your customers that uh, say that you've got to let them know within a certain period um at some point you may need to let some of the uh with certain data security issues let some of the regular i can't say it regulatory regulatory, um, uh, bodies know that uh, there's been a a data breach. Um, So you're you're doing these two things at once. You're trying to contain, diagnose and fix it, but you're also uh, trying to communicate it. And that's why it's great to, where possible to have two people managing those uh, areas. At some point, you're gonna be able to close the incident Incident, And that's going to be the point when you um, now believe that any remaining actions can be picked up by your business as usual processes. So it might not be that you have fully fixed the the problem, uh, but it may be that you now realize it's no longer a big risk to the business or to your customers. Uh, The communications that needed to happen urgently have happened and any remaining actions can be picked up by the team. Over the coming days and weeks, so at that point, brilliant, you're able to close the incident. Uh, you're able to um, stand down the team, let the business know, and uh, one important step you'll also do is schedule a post mortem. And the post mortem—that's kind of the final, the final stage. That's where, after a week or maybe two weeks, uh, a week is a week is great. You'll get the people uh, who were part of the team and potentially a few others them together and review what happened, what led to it happening in the first place, how it was managed, uh, and the resulting outcomes, whether whether it was truly solved or whether there have been other problems afterwards. And that post mortem is a, uh, the opportunity for you to um, essentially look at how to make your business more robust and look at ways that you can make it uh, less of an impact, less stressful, easier to manage uh, next time. So that's it It, there's kind of these five steps activating it assembling the team resolving the incident closing the incident down and and a post-mortem and that might sound well oh man that's that's big and big and scary but having that ready for when these things happen it it just makes such a difference initially uh, as a business owner I, i needed to support it the first few times for sure Um, to actually check that the whole thing worked uh, end-to-end to to make other people comfortable with how that process would work. But nowadays, I can have incidents in uh, either of my businesses and the team will will pick it up. They know what to do. They know how to manage it. They know how to do the communications. Over time, we add in useful uh, resources like email templates that we could use given different types of uh, incident which come about because we've experienced that before. Um, And as a business owner, what's the impact? It means I can take a four week holiday. And even if terrible things happen, which previously would have been me uh, running down a mountain to find my laptop and internet and jumping on to putting on my firefighting hat and and so on to lead the team into the fires and, and solve this. Instead, I stay up the mountain and I have a nice walk with my family. So it's a, it's an interesting one. Um, as I said at the start, the, these incidents don't necessarily happen very often. And when you're really early in a business, it's rare that something will be such a high impact um, that it needs to be raised as an incident when you don't have so many customers. But as you do, as you start to grow, you will start to have these um Uh, issues it's easy not to prioritize the instant response process but I got to say it's one of my favorites and and one of the reasons that I'm sharing it with you now so early in this podcast is because I think it's a great illustration of how far you can take your internal processes to de-stress your business it's not just about the the simple tasks and the ones you can delegate the um, the sending the invoice, the the repurposing your podcast, the reviewing the code. It's the, you can put processes and systems to basically handle any eventuality. And this is an example where whatever happens, whatever disaster strikes, you're giving your team and business a, a way of handling it in a, uh, low stress. Of course, there's going to be, uh, some stress, some sinking feeling, someone might've made a mistake. But to do it in a structured way where they're confident in the steps that they need to take, uh, the way that it needs to be communicated, when it can be st- stood down, whether it needed to be raised in the first place. And that just makes a huge difference. It just gives the team confidence in what they're doing. They they don't need to worry, um, worry about it. And, and something that comes from the post-mortem process is, we would always review that and look at where we can improve our processes. Again, uh, as we shared the other day, never assume it's a people issue, always look for the systems. And so the, the team are always comfortable that there will be a post-mortem that we will be, um, working out what went wrong and caused the incident in the first place, and that we'll be taking steps, uh, after that to, uh, make our, make the business more robust, put more processes in, put better alerts in, provide better training, whatever. And that's just incredibly reassuring to them to know that yes, something went wrong today, but the same thing shouldn't go wrong tomorrow. Uh, final final point I'll uh, I'll just quickly share is okay. What about training? So you, you create your incident response process uh, and tell the t- you know there's a, a document, a checklist that the team can follow when it happens. But that's going to be pretty scary for the team the, the first time time around so what about what about training now ideally uh what you want to do is kind of do a, a training session and, and you know a kind of a uh you could have a a fake incident you could get the whole team gathered around you could go through the steps uh, and and really model it out and this is something that they they recommend um uh, as part of data security, um, best standards and, and practices and uh, and generally is a, a great thing to do. Now, I'm not going to say that that isn't a great thing to do. But I'll say the reality in, in most mill businesses is that it's very difficult to uh, take the whole team out for a, a big chunk of a day or a week to to plan this event, to do this big test uh, and and check that everything runs run smoothly i uh, will say what we've done in practice is that we know that incidents do occur. Uh, we expect a few of them to happen every year. I think our our, our average in our company is about once every three months. Uh, typically, we'll get three at once and then a, a big break before the, before the next one. But it's about once every three months that there'll be something um, of this nature. And so we'll we'll use the actual incidents to, to train the team. And so uh, we'll make sure that someone experienced is there initially, which is what would happen if you didn't have this process anyway, you'd essentially need the the most senior team members to to jump in, parachute in and, and fight the fire. Instead, it's going to be the senior team member, uh, who's going to guide them through the checklist that you've created and you help them through that process to understand what's going on. You want to make sure that you are involving the team in the incidents. Um, so that they get exposure to it. Even if they might not be contributing uh, a huge amount, get them to see what it looks like so that they can do the next time. And if there's anything that needs to be improved, then that will be picked up in the in the post-mortem. Okay, I hope that's useful. I did share that we've created a, uh, a template so that we've got a really structured incident response process that you can use in your own business. Uh, the process is, frankly, Awesome, I say that because I, I helped with it myself. Um, there will be a link in the show notes or a, a comment if you're looking in LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn Live uh, with this template and you can just take that and start using it today. It will take you through those five steps, activating it, the process, assembling the team, resolving the incident, closing it in the post-mortem. It will take you through those steps with a bit more detail about how to do each one and specific steps to to go through. Now, as our regular listeners know, we run a weekly webinar. It's uh, all about how to free up 15 hours per week and remove the constant stress of running a business without slowing down growth. We're running it every Wednesday at 1pm UK time at the moment. And you can find out more and register at www.airmanual.co forward slash webinar. That's www co forward slash webinar uh, final note if you are particularly if you're listening to the the podcast which is uh, going to be launched a little bit after this this uh, this episode we're going to ho- hopefully launch next week as a new podcast we need your help it makes a huge difference early on um if you can get uh, some honest reviews it helps the podcast get more visibility uh, and it'll help more people to, to to hopefully take a lot of value from this podcast. So if you've found this valuable, please go and leave an honest review. It'll take you 30 seconds or a minute and uh, I will be indebted to you and uh, owe you a, a pint or, or a, a drink of whatever you like uh, the next time that, that we meet. Um, so appreciate any help we can get and until next time. Have fun.